listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information in this podcast is sufficient nor intended to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there's a lot to learn, so let's start the show. Welcome to the final episode for 2019 of The Purple Stethoscope. I just want to thank each and every one of you who've listened, who've shared, who've subscribed, who followed me on my social media outlets and um, left a comment. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart, you guys. This is a labor of love, and I've learned so much this year, and I hope you've learned with me as well. This week, I want to talk about the subject permission to pause and uh, let's just get into it, okay? We live in a culture that is all about productivity. Just go, 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 produce, 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 grind, grind, hustle, hustle. And um, it's so pervasive that it even affects our children. They get up in the morning, they go to school, they go to an activity after school, they come home in a rushed through dinner, they have homework to do, they've got to shower and get up and do it all over again the next day. This practice uh, has really come to a head in my life because of some physical issues that I've been experiencing. And, uh, you know, I do I practice nursing for a living. And so to have um, something wrong with me, uh, especially health-wise or physically, it's really uh, maddening, actually, because it's like, hey, why me? Like, I know this stuff. Um, But I'm no different than the next person when it comes to uh, making time for rest and restoration and uh I need to give myself permission to pause. We all need to give ourselves permission to pause. When we do that, we embolden our children, we embolden our girlfriends and and circles and spouses that, hey, you know, self-care that always requires you to get up and go do something sometimes isn't self-care at all. Sometimes it's just another thing to do. Um, But resting and doing a restorative practice uh, can be so helpful. And I want to release that out there for you all to take hold of. Just permission to take a break, to pause, to say no to some some other things and yes to yourself. One of my favorite restorative practices is yoga. Um, And I got into yoga at a time where there was literally nothing else I could do. Um, Just like that song by Virtue, there's nothing else I can do. I gotta give it all to him. That song um, means so much to me, and it it became very special to me after I lost my only sister. And I I would get to a point of anxiety and just kind of freak out mode, and and what was done was done. She was gone, 
And so it was like, okay, there's, there's nothing else I can do um, but surrender and, and let go and let God, you know, have my um, anxiety and my despair, really. Um, and I came into yoga after a, a situation that was kind of similar. I almost lost my mother. Um, and she was in this, you know, cardiothoracic ICU and she was intubated and, you know, she had this major, major surgery. The biggest risk of that surgery was a stroke. And we wouldn't know she had a big stroke until, um, they were able to successfully extubate her or take the tube, um, out of her, uh, you know, throat that was breathing, that was being used to help the machine breathe for her. And, um, it was just such a, a, a desperate time. It, it took her three days to breathe on her own. And during those three days, um, there was nothing else I could do but just surrender. This is not something that is um, unique to me. I see patients all the time who, um, you know, they know that the pace that they're going at is way too much. They know that their body is failing. They know that dis-ease is ramping up. And they say, I just, you know, this time of year work is really busy. Or, you know, um, I see a lot of older people who have adult children who, um, you know, they help provide for or, or take care of their children or, or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know, one of the craziest things um, is trying for me that I experienced and I went through this last week was explaining to someone that they've had a major cardiac event and need to be hospitalized and they refuse hospitalization because they have things they have to take care of. Um, wow, you know, that's the reality for a lot of us. We do so much, so many people and so many things are so dependent on us that if we had a major event that took us out of the picture for two or three days, so much stuff would just fall apart. Or would it? What if it didn't fall apart? What if that's a story that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves occupied with doing, caring for, taking care of business, busyness as a deflection from doing some real reflective and restorative work on ourselves? If I'm honest with myself, I've absolutely been in that place. I've absolutely used the needs of others to deflect uh, from doing what I needed to do for myself. And um, yoga, I came to yoga in a time where I couldn't deflect anymore. I was absolutely falling apart. I absolutely would not have been able to keep going on the lack of sleep, on the poor nutrition, on the high stress. Um, it just, it, it all came to a head. And like that song, There's Nothing Else I Can Do, there was this moment where it was like, oh, um, maybe maybe panic could describe it, 
but it was just like, girlfriend, you're about to crash and burn. And you've got the brakes right here. And you can ease on the brakes and veer around this catastrophe. (laughs) Or you can slam right into it head on. And this is one of the ways that my faith really shows up in my life. Um, I have a daily faith and and a little bit of faith day in and day out, you know, to, to get to work, to get home, to take care of what needs to be taken care of. But those mountains that come up, those mountains I struggle to find faith for sometimes. And so I'll go around and around and around the mountain. Hello, somebody. I know somebody listening um, knows what I'm talking about. I'll go around and around and around the mountain because I don't know how to get over it. I don't have the faith to rise above all the mess that is the mountain and soar over it. Yoga is really something that has helped me to be able to do exactly that. It's a homecoming practice for me, coming into my body, um, breathing into places that have been asphyxiated by my, you know, subconscious neglect and really focusing in on a few things. I tend to... um, have affirmations that I say in my head or out loud if I'm practicing at home. And my affirmations vary uh, from things like, I am safe, I am home, I am well, to much more detailed affirmations. Um, One that I have recently written, you knew me before the foundations of the world. I am here for such a time as this. The very hairs on my head are numbered. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. While I'm yet speaking, you answer, and I will praise you, the health of my countenance and my God. Sometimes we just need reminders that we're okay, that the world's not going to stop if we take 20 minutes out of our day to feed the parts of us that often go without. We can give ourselves permission to pause by simply saying, the universe will be okay while I tend to me. And that's it. Because the fact of the matter, you guys, is people die every day. Um, People die every day. And people who are doing a lot die every day. People who tons of folks are dependent on pass away. And you know what those tons of folks have to do? They're left to figure it out. And you know what? They do figure it out. They will figure it out. And we know that because we've been those folks. We've all suffered loss. We've all been in situations and scenarios where whether it was a loved one or a friend, 
we didn't know how we would get past it or through it, but we did. The sun kept coming up and we kept getting up too. And sooner or later, we're breathing again like normal. We're back to work. We are back in life, doing life again. A lot of times, though, those moments are unplanned. They kind of, you know, uppercut us and come out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now I have to deal with this. And yeah, we figure it out. But sometimes we come out on the other side um, a lot less stable. Sometimes we come out on the other side with excess weight or with chronic headaches or with some anxiety or depression even. I wonder if we were proactive about the fact that life is hard. Instead of being surprised by the hardness of life, what if we trained ourselves for it? What would that training look like? The answer to that is going to differ for all of us. Our lives are all very different, and so our training for our lives has to be very different. Um, But when we spend time with ourselves, when we get away from all the noise and the chatter and get quiet, we will know what we need. 2020 um, is going to be an awesome year. I can feel that in my spirit already. I can feel um, some change coming, and I feel really peaceful about it. Um, When I created my company, Divinity Health and Wellness, I named it that for a reason. When I created the logo, and submitted it to the artist who did both the logo for my company as well as my podcast art. Um, It was very purposeful. You know, the logo is uh, a black woman with locked hair like myself um, in a tree pose with hands in prayer position or heart center and a white coat. And the reason for that was um, because it was a depiction of what health really is for me. It's being grounded. It's being prayerful. And it's operating in my calling, which for me happens to be nursing. When you create a business, you also have to have a business name. And that was something that I was really prayerful about. And when it dropped in my spirit, it was very clear. And the name was Divinity Health and Wellness. Um, Divinity means the state or quality of being divine. Health means the state of being free from illness or injury. And wellness is the state of being in good health, especially as an actively pursued goal. The purple stethoscope has meaning too. Um, Not only is my personal stethoscope purple, which was actually 
uh, what the last thing I looked at before the name of the podcast kind of came to me. Um, but purple, it means, um, it, it has a meaning that goes with divinity and spirituality. And it's an important part of, of my uh, ministry, if you will, or my service to others is combining both the things of, 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 of spiritual significance with things of a very practical, tangible, scientific, and health um, meaning and experience. And so I kind of just jumped in with the podcast this year um, talked with a lot of amazing different people and um, providers and really had a lot of fun, to be honest. Um, but as the vision has become more and more clear, I'll be moving into 2020 um, with a different kind of rollout of episodes. It'll be um, a divinity episode, a health episode, or a wellness episode. Um, we'll still be doing interviews, uh, but we'll be talking about things uh, beyond health from a scientific perspective and also how spirit plays a role in our overall health and well-being. And I'm really excited about that. In preparation of uh, being really committed and aligned to my personal vision and mission uh, for both the company and the podcast, I have to take a break. I have to pause myself. And in my meditation time, one of the questions that came about was, what have you lost in pursuit of more, of next, of other, of new? How can you reclaim those pieces of yourself? I don't know about you guys, but there are times when I mourn uh, the loss of certain attributes and characteristics of myself. I look back at a younger me and I go, man, I wish I was like that or I wish I could um, be that way or think that way or feel that way again. Um, sometimes pieces of us kind of die. You know, we, we lose them because we say, Oh, you know, I was going about life in this way and life hurt me, so I don't want to go about it in that way anymore. And, uh, you know, we know now life can be hurtful, but it can also be beautiful. It can also be wonderful. And, uh, you know, if we're not uh, grieving, if we, you know, turn our face away from our grief for just a moment... We realize there's so many beautiful things, so many wonderful things that we haven't even really stopped to take in, that we haven't celebrated, things that we uh, haven't even looked at um, because it takes time and we haven't allowed ourselves any time. So what will you do with some time? If you clear your schedule just for yourself to just sit with yourself, 
and feel what we feel. Not to run from it or be afraid of it or scared of it. You may need an affirmation of your own to say to yourself um, because spare time or or, or t- quiet time, time alone can be anxiety inducing if you've been running from yourself. So you may want to uh, write some things down that you can say to yourself when you have the urge to get up and go, the urge to get up and do um I'm reminding yourself, this is the most important thing right now. This break, this walk, this practice, you know, this time with myself is the most important thing right now because I want to know me better. We've all heard you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. And, you know, loving yourself is a lot more complicated than those two words love yourself sound like. Loving yourself requires you to, number one, accept yourself and accept the good and the not great things about yourself. Because if you, if you don't, then you're not really loving yourself. You're just loving the good parts of you and anybody can do that. Sitting with yourself watching your thoughts go by, you know, not judging yourself for having those thoughts, but observing them and maybe asking where it came from. Then acknowledging, especially if there are patterns of thought, especially if it's a thought that you don't want to hold on to or an idea that you don't want rooted in you anymore, Acknowledging where it came from, acknowledging that you are in control of your thoughts and can release it. Now, when you're trying to uproot something that uh, has been a part of you for so long, it's not easy. It's not as easy as just sitting cross-legged on a pillow and, and calling yourself meditating. When you think about roots in a tree or any plant, roots go deep. Sometimes they are almost as deep as the plant is or tree is tall. And seldom does a root just go straight down. It wouldn't be very strong if it did. It has to spin and twirl and and integrate, intertwine rather, with other roots in the system to make a really strong foundation. And everything in your thought life is the same way. It doesn't just go straight down. We can't always just pluck things up from the root. They're often intertwined with other things like relationships with a parent or relationships with a friend or a marriage or, you know, you can't just yank up something negative and go, okay, bye-bye. A lot of times um, there's work that we have to do with those other roots that intertwine with the one that we are trying to uh, uproot and get rid of. So what do you do? Because we can only control ourselves, right? 
we literally have no control over other people and whether or not they want to work on their relationships with us or, you know, reflect on things that have happened in the past. We're only able to be responsible for ourselves. And sometimes that just looks like forgiving ourselves for allowing negative thoughts, toxic behaviors, dysfunctional cycles to continue in our minds, in our thought life, and in our actual lives. You know, when we know better, we tend to do better. And if we knew better, we would have done better. If we knew all the fallout from some of the choices that we've made or the company we've kept, of course we would have made a different decision. But we didn't know, and we had to live through some things, and that's okay. Just because we had to go through it once doesn't mean we have to continue in that way. I know it's the holidays, and that can be a really difficult time for a lot of us to take pause and and, and take inventory and uh, assess what we want to keep and what we want to release. But I strongly encourage you to give yourself permission to pause. No one else is going to. No one's going to come along and say, Hey, let me manage your life for a few days so you can get some rest. It doesn't happen. It's something that we have to purpose to make a part of our lives. We have to be intentional and we have to respect our own boundaries. And if you don't have your own boundaries, I invite you to make some. What are the areas in your life where you tend to go over the edge and could use a guardrail, a boundary to keep you within the bounds of your own spiritual, mental, and physical health? You can absolutely decide what those things are and you can absolutely enforce them. Whether it's how many hours of sleep you need, how many hours of work you'll put in, or how much running around you'll do on behalf of others. It could be anything, but let's create some boundaries and let's stick to them. Let's reflect on 2019, the good, the bad, and the ugly, decide what we're going to leave in this year and what we're going to purposefully take into 2020. Let's not just drag stuff along because we don't want to go through it. We don't want to look at it because it's still there. It reminds me of the movie, A Beautiful Mind, um, which I thought was a really great movie, actually. And the people... Uh, that the main character saw, they never left. They were just silent. And that sometimes is the best we can do with some of our experiences, some of our traumas, some of the dysfunction that we lived through. 
sometimes the best we can do is silence it. And if that's the best we can do, then that's what we'll do. We'll silence it. We'll stop letting those things dictate what we think about who we are, how we act and react. And we'll start to walk in our own authentic truth, in the essence of who we are at our core. And that person is a lot easier to love. Y'all, thank you so much again for your support um, this year. I'm looking forward to 2020. And between now and then, I am going to be taking some rest of my own. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I will see you in 2020. Thank you for listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I'm your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. You can find me on social media at D the NP. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Patreon. If you like what you heard, go ahead and share this episode and then head over to Patreon to see how you can further support this work. Thank you.